When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A wild weekend of football. It is the All City All NFL podcast. Baldy, Brian Baldinger, I'm Anthony Gargano. Uh, don't forget, subscribe button. Get that subscribe button. Click it. It's free. You get us every day right to your phone. Uh, we got to talk about an incredible weekend of football. Uh, today, we'll do all AFC. Tomorrow, we'll take tackle the NFC. Okay. Um, Baldy, just but before we get into the intricacies and mm-hmm. talk about this incredible matchup, just your thoughts from the general thoughts from the weekend. I thought it was uh, I thought it was really competitive. Um, I thought you know most of the games went deep into the fourth quarter. Obviously, San Francisco and Green Bay all the way to the end. Obviously, Kansas City and Buffalo to the end. Baker had them on the ropes for a little while. They were right there. I mean, I thought, and even, you know, Houston went into halftime, you know, and the score was tied. Yeah. Like, all these games were highly competitive. And then you saw some of the teams that had rust, yeah. like Baltimore. Same like, once they, came out of, once they came out of the locker room at halftime, like, they looked like Baltimore. Yeah. Like, Lamar was phenomenal. I mean, that second half by Lamar was ridiculous. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. He did whatever he wanted to do. Yeah. And then the thing that really uh, sparked my interest in these games was how different the defenses are being coached in Baltimore versus Kansas City, yet how effective both defenses were. And how Spags does it totally different than Mike McDonald, but yet they both make it difficult on the quarterbacks. Yeah, I I mean, you want to talk about incredible performances? Those two were amazing. We're going to dive deep, heavy into those matchups in today's episode. Real quick, Detroit... It, it, they're so interesting because there are times when I go, what are you, you're getting away from who you are, mm-hmm. right? Running the ball. Yeah, like, you know, Gibbs, Gibbs had a great game. Well, he had, a, he had an unbelievable fourth quarter. He did. So he had the 31-yard touchdown run that broke the game opener, 17-17 yeah. to fourth. Yeah. He goes 31 yards. Like, he splits it right behind the right guard, right tackle, Glasgow and Sewell. And then here comes Antoine Winfield, and he put him in a deep freeze, and you just see his burst. But he had five he touches. He was a better matchup than Montgomery against that defense. Well, he had five touches in the fourth quarter. And he went for 75 yards, okay, and, a for, and, and the touchdown. Um, but, you know, for the game, he had 13 total touches. He had over 110 yards yeah. and the touchdown. Like, yeah. he's, he's just that – he's the perfect um, change of pace back. Montgomery's yeah. got his role. Uh, for sure, and they love David Montgomery, and and both of them catch the ball really well. Both of them are really good blockers, but Gibbs, Gibbs is really special. Their young players in Detroit are really talented. They I mean, are. I mean Laporta is really good, and obviously, I mean all of them. I mean Hutch, 
Brian Branch. Yeah. Uh, you know, like these guys are, are really, really good young players. But it was interesting. There's, there's, a, there's stretches on Detroit's defense. You don't see this in the league. But the league is changing and defenses are changing. But there's, there's situations where Aaron Glenn's got four safeties on the field. All right? You've got Kirby Joseph. You've got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson. You've got Brian Branch. Who played well for them. All of them played well. Yeah. And Ifiatu Melifuanu. All four on the field at the same time. And it reminds me a little bit of what the Golden State Warriors did in basketball. Cause it's, it's, it's gradually becoming positionless football. And they move these pieces around, these four safeties around, like chess pieces. They blitz them. They, ma they match them up in coverage. Uh, they're down playing in the box at linebacker. They're protecting the deep half. Like, they, they move – and it's usually in third and long, so that you can't run them out of it. So they've got to almost throw a third and 13. They had them out there. A couple of third and longs. But it's interesting because all four are really good players. Yeah. Obviously, Chauncey gets the interception yesterday off a of tip ball. But, I mean, they're all really talented. Brian Branch got a, uh, you know, a safety blitz for a sack. Um, Ifiatu got a, a safety blitz for a sack. So it's interesting just watching how Detroit deploys – some of their personnel. Yeah, it is. Uh, real quick, quarterbacks, NFC. Pretty little shakier, a little rust early, man. He didn't well, play his best game. He did. He got lucky with a couple passes early. Well, he did. He had Darnell Savage, had one right in his hands. Had a pick six against Dallas a week before. Yeah. I think he was thinking pick six. Same thing. Did, I mean, he, I, don't, I don't really don't think that, uh, that Brock saw him. The way he released the ball, I, he looked surprised that he was there. But he struggled. He, there's no doubt. Now, part of it was the rain. Yeah. Part of it was the conditions. Part of it yeah. is uh, no Debo. So, there, but he missed throws. He, he flat out missed throws. And you, and you like wonder, he, like you brought up the rain, the glove. Well, he has a glove on, he has a glove off. So right. he's not sure. You know, like how many times does anybody, not just Brock Purdy, but how much? How many times does anybody just play in a driving rainstorm? Yeah. yeah. You know, you don't practice in that yeah. generally. Yep. So usually you're indoors if if you're in that situation. So you're never really in a downpour like that where you got to throw it. And then it's the pressure of the playoffs, and and Green Bay's front is good and they put pressure on him. But I'll say all that is true until the final drive yeah. when he went seven, twelve plays, yeah. sixty nine yards yeah. when he had to. Yeah. And when he had to, he made every play you have to make. Yeah. And Goff, I thought Goff played well. The Goff. Uh, he didn't make a mistake. No, he was smart. He on time, accurate. They got he, was, he was Jared Goff, like what we've seen from this year. No, he was he was he was clutch. He didn't turn a, when he doesn't turn the ball over. They're really hard to beat. Yeah, they're just hard to beat. I mean, Tampa did not blitz like crazy against them. No, um, their front did a pretty good job. It's smart because against that team, they'll kill you. Mm -hmm. So you know they've got you know they've got deep speed and Jameson Williams, but you know Amon Ra. Caught a lot of clutch balls. Laporta, they use him in matchups really, really well. And then, you know, you look at Reynolds, Josh Reynolds, and he's just so dependable. In fact, the touchdown to Reynolds, like it's a high-low concept with him yeah. and Amon Ross St. Brown. And for a moment, Tampa, they lost track of Reynolds. And Goff made the perfect throw. Yeah. yeah. And it made him pay. He did. All right. But let's focus on the AFC today. Ravens mm -hmm. and Houston, mm -hmm. the Texans. Let's start with that because, once again, we saw a Ravens defense that was 
just tremendous. I mean, just absolutely. I mean, what Mike McDonald was, and we're going to, I know you'll dissect because that's got you really excited. Well, it does because, you know, they, they play this matchup zone concept. Now, look, most teams have some form of this, but they do it with so many different personnel people, whether it's Patrick Queen on a blitz or Roquan in a dummy blitz or Kyle Hamilton coming. And so C.J. Stroud, like every quarterback, basically struggled against this defense all year. Brock Purdy struggled mightily. Tua struggled. Stafford was the only one who had any kind of success. Stafford had good success, and there's a reason why he had the success. But these quarterbacks struggle because you don't know what they're doing until the ball is snapped. And then even if you do understand that their zones, they're matching up in their zones um, with your route combinations, and they're plastering your receivers, you're, you're, not, you're rarely going to get a deep shot unless there's a breakdown where you get outside the pocket and there's a scramble drill and they get behind. That can happen, and it did happen. Um, they got one to uh, Motor Singletary uh, down the field on a scramble drill. But generally, they sit on top of your routes, and then at some point you got to set your feet and throw. So by the time you set your feet, you get your arm in position to throw and throw, now guys are breaking on the ball. And they just smother everything that you try to do. And if you're in third and eight, I mean, it. good luck. Good luck. Like, you better be able to catch it and run, break a tackle. And they're hard to do. Like, they're, they're just so – and they have so much speed in Roquan and Patrick Queen just to clean things up. I, I love the comparison with basketball, right? When we talk about a matchup zone. Mm -hmm. And – I, I remember I cut my teeth with John Cheney, mm -hmm. right? Temple, yeah. yep. And Temple had Temple ran that matchup zone uh, amazingly, and just how you would swarm then to the basketball, and it's it's amazing because we see it in football. We watch the way Baltimore does it, and they're like always on top of you. Like whoever is out, right? Like they'll float you. Like you're not going to get any kind of yak. They're going to keep everything in front of you. It's amazing how they can – what's the key to that matchup and how you can go from, like, cover two to cover three. Safety uh, rotations. Right? Like, they're, going to disguise, they're going to disguise their coverages. Everything's going to be disguised until the snap. Then they're going to move. But you can – like, these teams that come out with all this pre-snap motion and all this shifting the way Detroit does and, and some teams – in Kansas City at times – um, they, they just sit there and just watch it. <laughs> you know, they don't really even move. They just sit there and, okay, you're going to go from a three-by-one to a two-by-two. Two. Okay, fine. Well, we're, we're just going to – we'll just stretch what we're doing, but we're really not going to change what we're doing. Now, if we have a blitz call based on a formation, we're still going to send the blitz. It's interesting because the Ravens led the league in sacks with 60. And <clears> – <throat> but they don't really have great pass rushers. Like – you know, like, uh, you know, Kyle Van Noy had a good year once he got mm -hmm. picked up. And he got numbers, you know. And Genevieve Clowney had his best year. He had nine and a half sacks. But he's not a great pass rusher. He's not going to beat you one-on-one. -on -one, but they win and they get there. Matabike is probably their best. Um, he had 12 sacks. But what they do is they make the quarterback hold the ball. And you get these covered sacks. And now the quarterback is, is holding it. Now they're getting a fifth rusher with Queen or Hamilton or somebody. And now all the quarterback's got to do is just move a little bit and, or hold it for a second, 
and somebody is, is breaking free. And so, because there's no place to go with the ball, especially if you're third down and you you need a first down to kind of move. It is the key to their defense, like it's funny because of that there has always been that view that linebackers and safeties uh, are antiquated yeah. in today's football, yeah, right. right? Like, and it's interesting how the Ravens went back and their three most important players, yeah. Roquan, Patrick Smith, Patrick Queen, Patrick Queen, excuse me, and Kyle uh, Hamilton, and Kyle Hamilton. You're talking the two best linebackers and the best safety. Like, that's been the key to this. this well, side. so it's interesting. So Kyle Hamilton's first-round pick, okay, um, he's he's everywhere. And, yeah. and, and not just everywhere. He's six foot three. He's long. Like, he got docked a little bit coming out of the draft because he didn't run the fastest time. Yes. But he just plays fast, and he's big. He's, he's just like you talk about John Chaney. Like, he's always in the passing lane. Yeah. Okay? So there's that. But they also signed right. Marcus. His length. His length. Is, is so, ridiculous. But they also had signed Marcus Williams from New Orleans at safety. A big contract. So now you've got, you've got Marcus Williams. You've got Kyle Hamilton. You've got Roquan, who, when he got traded for from Chicago, became the highest paid inside linebacker. Yeah. And they're going to have to make a decision on Queen this year. He's in his fourth year. So they got to make a decision what they're going to do. I loved it. When, when they took him, Patrick Queen, out of LSU, because uh, remember – that was when LSU's defense was really good. Mm-hmm. And he just flo- flows to the ball. The well, two of them complement each other so well. Well, they do complement each other. And I think, you know, when, when Queen was here before Roquan, like he, he, had, to, he had to call the defense. Uh, he had to get everybody lined up. And he had to play. And it seemed – I don't want to speak for Patrick. If he was here, I'd like to hear what he has to say. But I feel like he was – it was too much for him. Yeah. Roquan came in. Day one, called the signals. Called, it, it took all that off of Patrick's plate. Now they play in combination really well together. All right? And then um, and, and, and then Roquan calls it, so Patrick is just free. Whatever he's got to do, whether it's blitzing, matchup zone, um, contain, whatever it is. So I, I put a play out there on social media on Saturday, and it's just these two guys, like how they play the run and how fast they are to the ball. Like, they, they refuse to be blocked. They're downhill. They splatter you, right? They don't let you get started. So, on the video, I tagged both the Cowboys and the Eagles because they're the teams they're teams you're talking about that don't seem to value linebackers. No, I mean, the Cowboys, like Cowboys are, are playing. Safeties. They're playing all these safeties down there, and they're just getting crushed by Green Bay. And, obviously, the Eagles, you know, like, they just they don't draft them. They sign them off the street. And, and like, they don't do anything. They don't knock the ball loose. They don't blitz. I mean, they're just not, you know, their best linebacker was T.J. Edwards in, in Chicago. So they got to – but, okay, that's how they want to build their team. I prefer to look at Baltimore and go, there's a reason why this is the best team in defensive football. Oh, it's, it's so interesting how when we say the world's cyclical, mm-hmm. right, in, in, any, in, in any business, right, trends and mm-hmm. everything cyclical, like the, the return – of the linebacker, the safety, the running back, right? Yeah. Even the fullback has made a, an appearance, and certainly in Baltimore and San Francisco, the two one seeds both employ both deploy fullbacks. No doubt, you know. And um, you look at Patrick Ricard, like he's the you know, he's different than Juice in San Francisco, but they're two like if, when you when you analyze a team, you're just breaking yeah. a team down. 
Are you a one-back or are you a two-back team? Both Baltimore and San Francisco, they're two-backs. So you have to – it's going to affect um, your defensive personnel, your packages, and then all the things. Well, they – Ricard is – he's an extra tackle. He's a lead blocker. He's an extra guard. Whatever they need him for, he can play that role. And he's 300 pounds. And, oh, by the way, if you just leave him alone, he'll catch it and hurt you. Juice isn't 300 pounds, but he, he's a great lead blocker. Um, he, was at, he was instrumental on uh, McCaffrey's touchdown run up the middle. So, philosophically, both those teams believe in a two-back offense. In fact, it's interesting. Um, Kyle Juszczyk was drafted by Baltimore. And he was drafted out of Harvard in the fourth round. And the day that Shanahan got the job, his first player he signed, him and John Lynch, was Juice, to the highest fullback contract ever given. And people thought they were crazy. Like, why are you giving all this money to a fullback? Well, he's really important to that offense. Well, and then what it does is, too, it allows you not to be in shotgun all the time. True. Right? And so it allows you to do so many other things with the quarterback. You're going to play action. I mean, there's a million different things. The different looks, mm -hmm. you know, the motion that mm -hmm. we always talk about with San Francisco does and Baltimore. But since we're talking about, you know, the defense and let's take a look at Baltimore and what the Ravens were doing to CJ. I mean, and look, CJ's had an amazing, what an incredible rookie CJ, rookie season CJ Stroud had. Amazing. But now let's take a look at this. All right. And let's look at Well, if if you if you um like they have a blitz here, okay? So they have a, a five man rush. Okay. So they've got CJ's looking to the three receiver side right here. And Baltimore on third and eight is just sitting on top of it. They're sitting on top of it with three defenders. You can run any combination you want out of there. You want to run like a flat route off a double screen, you want to run, you know, a wheel, um, you know, to, to the outside, you want to run a spray fade. You can run any route you want. Like, Baltimore's sitting on top of that. So, CJ right here has got to decide, first of all, nobody's going to get behind him. No. But you also have a blitz coming, so you're going to have an extra rusher coming. So, he's not going to be able to hold the ball that long. But there's no – the only place to go with the ball is underneath. And then all Baltimore is going to do from this situation is tackle the catch. Swallow you. Yeah. Yeah. And so even if you complete the pass, you're not getting eight yards against that. Like they're in perfect position. It's like you can't get them out of position. And it happened over and over and over again. You know, if you go like on this, let me. Right here. Look at that. Like you, I mean, hold wow. on, right there. So you have a free hitter right here. You have a free hitter, Patrick Queen coming at C.J. Stroud. They attacked the backside of, the, of a slide protection. So they broke the protection down. Queen is coming free. Now he's, he's forcing C.J. right here to speed up his decision-making process. And oh, by the way, the corner at the bottom is just sitting on this little uh, stop route by Hutchinson in room 19. And whatever the number two receiver is going to do, again, the defender's sitting right on top of him. Now, he could run a choice route here. It could be a dig route for the first down. You got to get to the 42-yard line. Or he could run a cut, a seven cut. Either way, C.J. Stroud has to make that throw with pressure coming right at him. And by the way, it's not just pressure. It's Patrick Queen, who runs a 4-4-40. So it's like the speeding bullets coming right at you. 
And so they put you in these predicaments mm. that are just, it's difficult for the quarterback to operate. Well, especially when it's third and, and long. I mean, that, that almost feels like it's impossible to pick up any kind of third and long against them. So, like, if you're going to attack them, you you got to get some decent yards on first down. And I guess you got to be able to to run on first down and then, you know, try to draw them in a little bit. Because otherwise, they sit back in that matchup. There's just so much you're going to be able to do. Mm-hmm. Well, you got you, you to gotta find ways to – like, what, what the Rams did was, like, they took some shot plays. You got to take some shot plays where you're going to max it up. And while they're going to sit there and just expand and not let you get deep, there's got to be some route combinations where you can cut it off or come back. If the two safeties are sitting, like Andy Reid used to have this play, like if you have both safeties deep and you're running two verticals, like what you do with the one vertical is you stop it and that safety drives on the stop and then this deep route cuts the post. Yeah. To where the, the deep safety was, and then yeah. you take your shot down the field. There's ways to do it. In fact, Peterson runs that a lot in Jacksonville. Yes, he does. He does that. And and he used to run that with Deshaun Jackson all the time. Yeah. And you get Deshaun over the top, and you know it could be Macklin and Deshaun, whatever it was back in the day, and Macklin would stop, or the tight end would stop, yeah. Selleck, whoever it was, and Deshaun would just run the post. So you you, you know you got to It's good if you can hit on one or two of those. Um, they're tough to get, but if you can get one or two of them, that's good. So explain what they're doing with Queen and Smith and how they how they deploy both of them, depending on what the protection is. Well, they, both on either side. Yeah, well, I mean, they can just be off the ball inside linebackers, and they could be in just zone coverage, and just they could be robbing the middle if you have crossers, anything like that. I love that. When they use one of them as robber, because – Look, it's everybody's safety. Like, let, let me just try to – every quarterback goes, all right, let, let me just try to – it's in front of me. I want to make that throw. Mm-hmm. And now when you have one of those two, it, it just is a disruptor. Because of their speed, though, they can – teams uh, – not the Ravens aren't alone in this, but yeah. you can you can mug the line of scrimmage and you can hold the, the guard's block and still, because Roquan and Patrick are so fast, buzz out from there and go double – a slot or an X receiver, yeah. okay, and take any sort of uh, in-cut, dig, stop route, whatever. You can take that away and double from there. You can blitz and then re- replace with that blitz with one of those two guys. So they use them in a, in a variety of ways. They, they blitz them rarely together, but a lot of times they'll send one just because of the speed. And if they get a free hitter like they did with Queen here, like they basically have one. Like if you can make that throw – with Patrick Queen coming right at you, all right, you you win the down. Yeah, it, it, I mean, it, it's pretty amazing how they completely just suffocated the Texans. Yes. I mean, that was an offense that was good. I yeah. mean, that, that was, had a lot of success. Well, he scored 45 points against Cleveland. Yeah. But Cleveland doesn't play this style. Cleveland's a man-to-man team. So you put your man beaters up. You know, now they got two and defensive Nico touchdowns. Friends, yeah. So, you know, but Nico got deep. He beat, you know. A couple times, yeah. So, like, he didn't get – he didn't shake loose against the Ravens. So they are very skilled. But then part of what they do and why they're good is they scout you so well. So they know there's an old you know saying like, you know the formation, you know the play. But they know your route combinations that you run out of personnel groupings. And so they're anticipating those routes. 
So you have to really self-scout yourself to go, okay, because the chess match is all week long right now. So what Andy Reid's doing and what Spags is doing um, is they're saying, okay, so Andy's saying, all right, they match up zone like this against this route combination. But what if we change up our route combination, self-scout ourselves, yeah. and from this formation, we run a different route than what we have shown? Like that, that is going to be like there's going to be some midnight oil being uh, lit by both sides. Oh yeah, in pre preparation for the Sunday afternoon. I mean, it's going to be amazing. All right, last thing on the Ravens, um, that matchup zone. Um, the only it feels like the only thing that can really dent it is if you run the ball on them. You, well, you can run. I mean, look. Arizona ran the ball pretty good. Yeah. Uh, the Rams ran the ball pretty I good. I said that because of Pacheco and the ability of the Chiefs to run power. Yeah. Well, they're, I mean, they're good at it. They're good. I mean, so it's a good matchup with Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith, uh, Joe Tooney. Like, they got Donovan Smith back at left tackle. Um, he's an upgrade to, from the rookie. Jawan Taylor's, I think, is a better run blocker than a pass blocker. Um, both, both their tight ends, Blake Bell, um, Noah... No gray, like both those guys are adequate at what they ask him to do. So you can you can run the ball inside on these guys. You just got to execute. You got to get some movement at the point. All the basic things, but they run power. They they have inside zone. They 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 have all the basic plays. And Pacheco is going to break tackles. Hey, listen. I know we all struggle, right? It's January, and you know our resolutions are probably gone by now. Wintertime, the whole thing, you're looking for comfort food, and you just go, you know what, the hell with it. The hell with my resolution. Not anymore. You don't have to do that. You can eat right and stick to your resolution and still enjoy it with the Factor Meal Kit. Factor Meals, amazing, because they go help you keep to whatever resolution that you made. You're talking dietitian approved, chef-inspired, these meals that come right through your house, you just heat them and enjoy. There's no prep, there's no work, there's no cleanup. It is incredible. It is the factor meals, and again, no matter what you're on, right? Could be keto, it could be veggie, it could be vegan, calorie smart, protein plus, whatever they got, they have all kinds of 35 plus options for dinner. Then I got everything else, right? Lunch, breakfast, to go smoothies, cold pressed juices, snacks. They got it all. You got to check out Factor Meal Kits. They're amazing. My wife's hooked. She loves them, right? And she's like, perfect way to eat right. All right. A perfect way to keep your resolution. Do it with Factor. Download right now. Go to factormeals.com, all right, slash all NFL 50. That's a big code because that gets you 50% off your first order. Factormeals.com slash NFL, all NFL 50, 5-0. You got it. A-L-L-N-F-L 5-0, 50% off your first purchase. Factor Meals. Stick to your resolution. You can with Factor. All right, uh, before we get to Chiefs and Bills, let, let's talk about the MVP, hmm. all right? Because 
We spent so much time on this defense, which is utterly fascinating. But the MVP was loose. The MVP was ridiculous in that second half, man. He was unstoppable. I mean, and you look at him, and he, he his reads, like how he read was just on point, whether he tucked it and ran, whether he threw it. I mean, his decision-making was flawless. It was. It was flawless. Like, you really, there really was no, Houston's a good defense. They got a lot of pieces. You know, Stingley, Petrie, Perriman, like, they've got players. <clears throat> he ran for two touchdowns on, you know, the one quarterback keeper right into the tunnel. You know, like, they, they had no answer when they had design runs. They had no answer when he decided to pull it down and scramble. Then on the run, like, the, I call it the—he's from Pompano Beach. I call it the Pompano floater to Isaiah Lakeley yeah, yeah, yeah. on, on just a rollout. Roll yeah, right yeah. and just, okay, suck everybody up. Yeah. Make it look like it's yeah. quarterback sweep. And then I'll just float it, you know, to Lakeley for the touchdown. He was—and then the, the, thing, the thing that really impressed me, though, is when Houston blitzed— and they tried. He had he knew exactly where to go with the ball every time. He was never ever like we saw Baker get sacked. Oh, yeah. We saw quarterbacks get sacked by yeah. blitzes. He never missed a blitz. And he never he knew exactly where to go when you did blitz. They had a hot read, a sight adjust, the ball came out. Like his his ability to see the whole field and to understand what the other team is doing is Second to none in this whole tournament. Well, you know what's amazing is, is like you talk about him processing things. Like that was never him. No, no. But did you, you like coaching is important. Coaching has never been more important than it is now. And so when you look at what Todd Munkin has done and how this thing has evolved, how they can still run the ball for two hundred twenty yards, whatever it was, like some ridiculous amount, but still beat them on third on blitzes. Went on third downs, stick throws in the middle of the field against tight coverage. I mean, what he's doing with Lamar yeah. is is nothing short of amazing. No, it really he's, is. He's, like if anybody that thought, well, because they're, they're going to put up his playoff record, that's fine. You have to, you know, you have to own that. That was his playoff record. But um, he's he's a completely different player than he was his first five years. He is, and you know, he's accurate too. Like his, like when you look at, he puts up on the money. The the one the touchdown the likely. Was just a great throw. Mm -hmm. Like he he's 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 hot. Like you can see it. It's going back to the basketball analogy where he's just hot. Like everything he does is correct, and and his throws are pinpointer. Make a great decision or run. I don't know. I, I'm honestly I, I don't know. Right now. I mean I don't know what Spags is going to do and how they're going to defend him um, because he is he, he can play he can completely play the game on rhythm and timing, the way the play is designed to be run. If you take the play away or the second read away, he, he's going to extend plays like nobody's business. And then when he does extend the play, his eyes are always down the field. Always down the field. So, you, and then, you know, we saw the one run from his 24-yard line. Like, if he sees it in your man coverage and he sees it, he's gone. And he's going to take he's – not, he's not sliding. He's going to get every blade of grass that's there. He's not, he, yeah. And so, do you play? Do you play man coverage? Good luck. Okay. If he plays own, I mean, really, how do you blitz him? Like, I, I, I can't wait to see the game plan no, that, that spags. They have Chiefs have corners, so 
And all the receivers, yeah. all of them. Aguilar, touchdown. Yeah. They ran a pick in the middle of the yeah. field. Him and Charlie Kolar. Yeah. Like, it was perfectly anticipated man coverage. They got it. Aguilar's wide open. Bateman, Odell, Flowers, likely. Maybe Mark Andrews plays. Honestly, like, if he plays, that's good. But maybe that also makes Lamar go back to a safety blanket and he stops looking to all these other guys. Right now, his favorite receiver is the open receiver. And that's really all you want your quarterback to do. You know what's interesting is there was a play. I, and you could see that Aguilar ran the wrong route. And Lamar, well, yeah, he had that luck. And, 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 he, and he flinched. And he went over to Aguilar. And he told him, like you can see, he went right to him and explained probably where he should be. But you can see right now, yeah. he's on that next level of where the football needs to go. Well, okay, so— Which is really—it's great to see. No, it's great to see because, you know, you get to the Final Four now. Your quarterback—you can't hide your quarterback. Yeah. You can't—I mean, you your quarterback's got to win. But I guess I just—I I guess it's just um, whatever's inside of me. I just love seeing growth in anything. Yeah. And we're seeing this quarterback grow. Yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. Like, man. he's got—like, he's the most talented, yeah. and then he's—now he's— the most improved, yeah. and now he's uh, like on a big stage. Yeah, yeah, good for Lamar, MVP man, yeah, amazing. All right, now let's go to the other game. Oh man, uh, we all watched it last night, Chiefs Bills, and I and Baldy, oh, Bills. I mean, are they snake bitten? I mean, oh, I mean, my yeah, God. I mean, you should say okay. You I know, mean, field goal kicker. Why right? Like. You know, I mean, I'm just – forget about what happened on the field. I'm just talking about the fan base. Well, okay, you can – Bass missed the field goal. Yeah. There was a history there, obviously, wide right. Yeah. Um, it's, it, 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 it's not the Super Bowl, but I will say this. It was 27-24 in the fourth quarter. Buffalo had three possessions, okay? They didn't score – they needed to score a touchdown to win. They had three possessions to score a touchdown. And they got a break on the fumble yes. that goes out of the, the end, zone, end zone, which is a costly turnaround. I, I, I like I, I have a problem with the with what how the play is officiated. Be honest with you, it's another story for another day. But you forced the fumble. Excuse me, that's a good thing. All right, the defense did that. Buffalo forced the fumble uh, on McCole Hardman. If the ball trickles out of bounds at the six inch line. You get the ball at the six-inch line. But if it goes one yard into the end zone, the offense gets the ball at the 20 going out. Like, I feel like it's too harsh. Yeah. Like, I could see if you want to say, okay, they get the, the ball the goes out about line. at the one-yard line. Yeah. Put it at the one. At least give the defense a chance to, like, right the offense's wrong. Yes. Yeah. But to give them Push a good field position. 20, I agree. I, like, it's, it's too much. Because, too like, we saw in the first play of the game, there's a fumble. Right, and they bat the ball out of bounds. All right, and they get called for the bat. All right, illegal bat to get because it's a fumble on the field, but it's not recovered and it's batted out. So you're going to penalize the team that's batting it out because it could have been recovered, and they forced the fumble. But like you don't get any of that at the goal line. No. Like I understand, like if you're going to penalize the player for trying to score, like Hardman is, and you don't want to penalize the defense for forcing a fumble. It just seems like getting the ball. At the 20 going forward is just too much of a penalty. 
Agreed. I listen. I, yeah. I Anyways, you yeah, but well, they I, did because they could have gone up like two big scores. At oh that point. yeah, and, and here's the issue. So now you look at with Buffalo, right? They got three chances. Mm -hmm. Three chances in the fourth quarter and, to go down a field, and they can't do now. Look, what Kansas City and and if you watch us at all and you listen to us throughout the years, you know how much we love and respect Steve Spagnuolo. Yeah. Um, and Andy Reid. What Spags did yesterday against that Bills team, I mean, that's a good team, right? Like, that really is. I mean, Josh Allen's a great player. And they, they forced him. They put him in a, in a, in a uh, to me, a straitjacket. He couldn't get the ball down the field, Baldy. They had 78 plays in a game. Kansas City had 47. They had 31 more plays than Kansas City. They didn't have one play out of 78 go over 20 yards. No. Not one. They didn't get one explosive play. So the Only two went past the line of scrimmage. I so, mean, the first down marker. So, mean, think about that. Two goes by past the six. The, def the defensive game plan of Spags was. It, it's the classic, we're going to bend, we're not breaking. We're not giving you the big play. Now, can Stephon Diggs catch that ball like 65 yards down the field? He can. And, you know, maybe that changes the game. Shakir's open in the end zone, uh, you know, on the final drive. And, you know, Josh gets bumped by Chris Jones. Um, you know, can't drive the ball the way he wants to. They're, but ultimately, they said, you're not getting the ball deep on us. Jalen Watson shutting down Tim Sherfield on one side of the field. Legereus Sneed, Trent McDuffie, they're not getting the ball deep. They we'll give you that one shot where, you know, I mean, she's just throw it deep in his own territory. He must have thrown it 60 yards in yeah. the air. Yeah. And he came back and it was it's a tough catch, but he can't get his he can't get his his hands underneath it. Right. The ball hit the ground. So the um the whole game plan was we will you can bleed us with your checkdowns, with your scrambles, yeah. and we'll give Cook 60 yards rushing. We'll give you all the, all the five and six-yard plays you want. We're not going to let you take deep shots and get big plays. And you're going to have to execute. And so there they are in the fourth quarter, 27-24, three separate possessions in the fourth quarter. They couldn't get the big play to get over the top. And there they are, even to the final play before the, the, you know, the missed field goal. Like, there's – Josh being scrambling, he's trying to find somebody in the end zone to get it to, and they've just plastered every receiver. And they're just not giving him anywhere to throw. Ends up throwing the ball out of bounds. I got to tell you, I, I watching that the way they play defense, uh, I, yeah, I was I just marvel. Now, the other thing they did was they really took the tight end out too, mm -hmm. because, you know, Kincaid, Knox. Like Kincaid down the field mm -hmm. had become a weapon yeah, for them. Yeah, he, he runs good. And th you didn't see any of that yesterday. No, they did a great job. Did a great job in all that. And, you know, Josh Allen, look, he put the team on his shoulders, and he tried to carry him by himself, and it's just – it's not enough. Like, he's given it – he he left it all on the field. He did everything he could do. I'm not down on Josh. I'm not down on the coach. Like, I'm just giving the, the Chiefs – Game plan was a great game plan. Well, you know what? It was interesting. Is that but it's also a game plan a lot of teams aren't comfortable with because you still have to tackle James Cook. You still got to tackle Josh from – he went 52 yards against Pittsburgh yeah. for a touchdown. He didn't – they didn't let him do that. They still tackled him. But, you know, he got his 72 yards rushing. Most of them were scrambles. Um, but they didn't give up 
the big plays. I mean, he gave him two touchdown runs. That was it. You know, early, what makes a game? It's so interesting how the game changes, right? Because, I mean, the first three quarters, it's, it's, it feels like whoever has going to have the ball last, last yes. is going to win. And then the stops come. Well, they start making the stops. So they got third down stops. You know, like one, one Chris Jones batted the ball down to yeah. the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Okay, it's third and five. Diggs, like they come with a blitz. Diggs is sitting there waiting on it, and the ball gets batted. Got a punt. You know, then they had one that was, I don't know, 14 plays. Um, you know, they fourth down, they get stopped. And then the final one, they take they they drive down the field and they miss the field goal. So um at some point, you figure out a way to make a stop. I gotta tell you. All right, let's go to the tape and let's look at uh what the Kansas City defense, let's kind of look at the same in the same vein. Mm-hmm what Josh Allen was looking at and why, because it, it is a stunning, I mean, absolutely stunning stat that they could get nothing over 20 yards. And this was a, this is a Bills team that's used to being a big play type of team. Yeah, well, so. All right, listen. We've all done this because we love our sports. We love our events. Going to games, football, basketball, hockey, uh, concerts, comedy, theater. And how many frustrating times to buy tickets? Uh, Something happened. It's the worst. I got a solution. It's the Game Time app. I got it up right here. The Game Time app is the stress-free way to buy tickets. Now, what Game Time does is it takes the guesswork out of it. It also saves you a boatload of money. All right. It's amazing. They got killer last minute deals. They get views from your seat. So, like, I could go and, like, say it's a basketball game. I was looking at the Sixers tickets. I go and I could see where I'm going to look at. So, I have the vantage point from my seats. It's incredible, right? But they offer all kinds of stuff. They have last minute tickets, flash deals, zone deals. How about this? You you pick the section, all right? They pick the row in the seat. You save 18% on average. Tremendous. I mean, it's amazing. Uh, they have the best guarantee. So they have all kind of event cancellation, all right? Job loss. Uh, God forbid something happens, they got you covered. Game time app. Check it out. It's the best way to buy tickets. And right now, you create an account. You use the code ALLNFL. That's us, right? ALLNFL. You get 20% off your first purchase. So check it out. The Game Time app. Use the code ALLNFL. ALLNFL. And you're going to get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets. Lowest prices guaranteed. Like, if you look at this right here, that's Trent McDuffie up at the top, okay? He's sitting right on top of Sherfield there. And then you have down at the bottom, you've got the receiver here bracketed. And this was, you know, Josh Allen, this is max protection. They want to take a shot on second and eight, and there's no place to go with the ball. And so he's going to end up just scrambling here and picking up, you know, a, a couple of yards on the scramble. But that, they, like, 
you got the free safety just sitting there. He's got his eyes back on Josh to see if he throws it. But that's Legereus Sneed at the bottom. Trent McDuffie at the top. Those corners were awesome. Um, if you look at, like you look at the tight ends. There they are. There's, you know, Kincaid right there. And there's Sneed sitting right on top of him. And Josh is thinking about throwing it. He's got, it's your classic three deep, four underneath right here. I mean, just the way Spags would drop his cover three. So you got the free safety right here looking at Josh. And whoever we were, you want to go. They're going to force him to check this down here. Like there's no place to go with the ball. If he, if he goes up top, that free safety is going to run with that, with that skinny post up there, that bang eight. And if he comes down here at the bottom, they're going to sit on top of that with the free safety. So they, they've taken that away. Um, and then you look at, at the bottom right here, like you get Jalen Watson, who, like he's just running stride for stride right here. Like this is a shot throw. Again, it's second and eight. It's a shot throw to Sherfield. And Watson squeezes him to the sideline, and he can't get there. The ball is pretty well thrown, but Watson makes a great play. Mm -hmm. They could not they, – they took their shots because you got to take your shots. Right. They just didn't connect on them. And look, you know, and, and Joe Brady, who's done a good job with the Buffalo offense since he's taken over the OC duties. Well, he, he has done a good job. They, they won six out of seven games. They were five and five when Joe took over. You have to credit him with they, – they stopped – they didn't turn the ball over in this game. Um, you know, did a good job of taking care of the ball. But you come away 78 plays and no explosives. Because every time – if you're in a huddle, cuz, and you're at your 25-yard line and you get an explosive pass play, say 25 yards, you're first down to 50. You come back to the huddle, you're looking – you're like, we got a half – we're going to score. Yeah. You think you're going to score. Yeah. Another first down, you're yeah. in scoring territory. But if you're not getting those explosives, right, you got to grind out you got everything. I mean, man, that's that's stressful because one, you brought up Chris Jones and and the, and the deflection. Mm -hmm. all, all it takes is one of those. You're off the field. Yep. So they got off the field, and they, you know, that's just an amazing stat, though. Seventy-eight plays, it not is. one explosive. Because everybody, like, there's a million stats out there, but really, most of these games come down to turnovers and explosives. And if you're getting the explosives on offense, you're, you're probably going to score. At, you're going to score a fair amount of points. Now, you know. Then the third factor is red zone. What are you doing in the red zone? Are you kick, kicking field goals? You scoring touchdowns? And how are you converting? So those those three things, offensive and defensively, like you're tracking those every day in practice. You're you're tracking those things in the off season. You're tracking those things in every game. And if you're getting you know, like Mahomes had, I don't know how many explosives I, I could look at, but I think he had like four or five, you know, exploding. He had one that was just a scramble. But, you know, you're scoring on those explosives. And so, uh, you know, people were, you know, like, well, they, Buffalo, they, they came and win at home. Well, it, the home field thing doesn't, you get to this stage, nobody's jumping off sides. Like the home field, they, these guys, they were holding their water. They, they, there was, Kansas City had two penalties the whole day. So, What's the best way to attack Kansas City's defense? We talked about attacking Baltimore's matchup zone. What about Spags? We know he's way more aggressive when it comes to the blitz. So he's, you know, he'll, he'll all day. Like, if you want to go, if, if he feels like he can go man zero and send the house, he'll do it. Mm -hmm. he, he, he doesn't do a lot of blitz zero. He will do it, cuz, especially if you're threatening to score. Yeah. He will dial that up. 
it's rare that he does it in the middle of the field or in your territory. However, it's he has it. He has all that. Um, he's has an array and, of and pressures. He's got an array of pressures, a lot of corner pressures, uh, probably more than any other team. He likes to get speed to the quarterback uh, to speed up the whole process. Uh, the teams that have had success have run the ball against him. You you gotta you gotta stay with it. You can't just become one dimensional. Uh, so that's a factor. Their linebackers have tremendous speed. Uh, you know whether it's Gay or Bolton or Chanel, who's got size and speed. Um, but they have they're they're not a dime defense. Like they they like to play both linebackers uh, and keep them on the field as much as possible. They're different than a lot of other teams. But uh, you know they they their their corners are sticky, are, yeah. are good. They challenge yeah. you. Yeah. Legere Sneed, McDuffie, Watson, they really challenge you throughout the game. Yeah, but develop. You know, it's funny. Spags is a former D-backs coach, linebackers coach. But, like, what he's done with those young players that they drafted, mm -hmm. really. I mean, like, and there was a great picture of Sneed and Spags, and they were hugging. It was after... The first playoff win. Yeah. They call it Miami. And like I was looking at the picture and there's something like sweet about, you know, here's the coach and the and the player, the young player, and they're they embrace. And you can you know that the two of them have been through it, right? Mm -hmm. Like teacher and student and you know, and I think what really helps Spags too is that he knows how to teach. D backs and he knows how to teach. Well, he teaches in a way. Like, he doesn't teach by fear. Spags doesn't do that. He doesn't embarrass people. Like, he, like, but, but there's a way that he gets what's inside of a player out of him. Like, you know, they had four rookies playing the secondary last year and they win the world championship. And all these kids now are seasoned, you know, whether it's Watson or McDuffie and all these kids. But, like, he's trying to put them in the best position possible. He's not going to hang them out to dry. Um, and they all have a chance to make plays. I think defensive backs like blitzing. They, they like saying, okay, it's my turn. I get to make this play, you know, and so let me – give me that one, Coach. I want that. Put that one on me. And, oh, and by the I, way – close my eyes. I see Jim Johnson and Brian Dawkins yeah. lobbying on the sidelines. Dawk lobbying. Yeah, dial it up. JJ, you know. Dial it up. And they all would. They yeah. all like – whether it was Troy or Bobby Taylor. Yep. Or later on, uh, Lino Shepard, mm -hmm. Sheldon Brown. All those but, guys, you know, they learn from them. Yeah, Interesting stuff. That will be an amazing AFC Championship game between... It's the early game on Sunday. And yes, Kansas City. 3 o'clock Sunday. And watching those two defenses go head-to-head, -head, it's going to be a treat. Well, we'll dive deeper into that matchup uh, a little bit later in the week. Tomorrow, uh, I really want to focus in on Lions and what they did to Tampa yep. and, of course, San Francisco and Green Bay. over the Packers. So we'll, we'll dive into that NFC tomorrow and any other kind of tidbits we got going on. It is the all-NFL podcast, the meat locker right here. Baldy, cuss, subscribe. Thanks for hanging. See you tomorrow. <laughs> Silly like the mayor.